how to get personal in your podcast, taking control of your interview guests, show playlists in sharing widget player on Spreaker, and the Mid-Atlantic Conference breakdown from my trip back east. This is Spreaker Live Show, episode 81 for September 14th, 2016. I'm Rob Greenlee of Spreaker and Adore.fm. Thank you for downloading the show or just clicking that play button on your screen uh, or tapping it, actually. I think what more and more people are doing. I'm uh, looking to revamp the show format a little bit, and you're going to see a little bit of that, I think, this week. Um, But I need your help. Um, What would be helpful would be to hear from you about what you would like to see with this show. What kind of content do you think we should be talking about on this show? We definitely want to get your feedback on that. And you can send me an email to rob at spreaker.com and just give me your thoughts. Give me, share some of your ideas about uh, what you'd like to see the Spreaker Live show turn into. And we, we will do our best to kind of morph it into something that maybe uh, fits a little bit better with what you're looking for. And I always like to get feedback and and contributions from you to help us um, make a better show here and make the time that we spend with you much more valuable. And I do this show, actually, this isn't a highfalutin studio that that, that we have here. Um, I do it from my desk in my home up in Seattle, Washington. And and I've been doing podcasts from my desk for many, many years, even though I used to have a studio in my bedroom. But uh, it goes way, way back to my early days of getting involved in the podcasting space. Our main topic this week is getting personal in your podcast. And I kind of started out doing that a little bit uh, early in this show. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit, little bit more about that. And the tip of the week is taking control of your interview guests. And we also have some listener feedback. And with me is Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience show on Spreaker. Welcome again, Alex, to the hey, show. Hey, how you doing, friend? Doing fantastic. And by the way, I love the word highfalutin, so I'm glad you used that. That's one of my favorite words. Oh, it is? <laughs> I'm a word guy. I know it's highfalutin. Highfalutin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those kind of like uh, platitude uh, words, right? Or phrases. Yeah, I love so, it. So, yeah, it's always uh, a fun one to throw out there. It's hard to come up with uh, times when it's appropriate to actually use that that phrase. But uh, Well, we, we talk with highfalutin language sometimes. Do we now? Yeah, okay. sometimes. All right. Well, you'll have to throw that word in um, on <laughs> on more occasions then because it is kind of a cool word or phrase. Um, we stream this show live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to check this show out live, because um, most people listen to it on demand uh, later mm-hmm. or they get it downloaded to their iPhone or whatever and they, they, they listen to it on their schedule. But if you wanted to come in and And check out the show live at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. That would be fantastic. We'd love to hear your comments uh, while the show is uh, airing live. That would be uh, fantastic. The show can be heard on the Spreaker Podcast Radio apps for Android and iOS, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Radio Line, and we have our own apps in iOS and Android. Woo-hoo! Woo! That uh, you can... You can go to those app stores and download, and you can get uh, Alex and Rob right there on your uh, on your home screen of your iPhone or your uh, Android device. Just click on that, and you can hear us anytime. You can put us in your pocket. <laughs> That's right. And then put us in your ear. I, I, you can always use one, one of those, uh, was it the 
iPhone 7 wireless Bluetooth headphones now that are out, right, uh, Alex? Yeah, those are kind of kind of nifty. I think they're I think, you know, people are saying ah, bad choice. I don't know. Technology, we got to move on. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you know, I think it upset a lot of people too not not being able to plug in their their regular headphones that they've been used to using. And kind of strange, right? Because they bought the Beats headset and it's kind of like it seemed counterintuitive unless they're doing some high-end wireless headset which is going to be the new push so we'll see yeah i think that's probably what's what's going to happen but but in the meantime you're going to probably have to carry around a little adapter <laughs> yeah right your yeah. existing headphones which is kind of a pain in pain in the in the ear i think yeah pain in the ear there you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly but uh, uh like i said earlier you can you can reach me rob at com. give us some feedback questions whatever and 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 we're always happy to get that and alex you're you're available. Alex, yeah, Alex at com. That'd be the best. Yeah, and Spreaker does have a Twitter account, at Spreaker, as well as Spreaker.com. Go check it out if you want to start a podcast or you want to get uh, some audio program going, do a little live streaming on the side. Uh, it's a great place to go. And then Spreaker also has a blog at blog.spreaker.com that keeps you up to date with what's happening with the latest updates to the Spreaker platform. And we're going to share one of those a little bit later in the program too. But we got some listener questions and comments alex nice did you want to mention uh the the one from gail nobles who's a frequent commenter on the show yeah well she said she liked uh episode 78 that's the last one right episode 78 are we in 79 uh, we're at 81 oh maybe oh okay so she was commenting on a previous show i guess yeah, Is that yeah exactly, okay exactly. so great show episode number 78 i noticed that when you share a link to our podcast now there's a playlist for the rest of the podcast i think that's a good idea Yes, and we actually um, that that was something I was going to cover a little bit later in the show. But uh, Spreaker is starting to roll out their new widget players, and that's what she's starting to see is that the social sharing capability on Spreaker. Um, we have linked up uh, one of our new players, which displays basically a player with a playlist. Um, so it'll have like your your past shows, but but it will highlight at the top of the. The, the list or at the in the player the episode that you're linking to but it will still show all of the the older episodes or not all of them but some selection i think it's like maybe five or six or whatever right below it as well so hopefully that will inspire people to click play and listen to a few other episodes so it's really important that you have really good um, episode titles that show up there you know, I haven't checked yet. Does that work with the embed as well, if you take the HTML code? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. I think so. And, I mean, I know that it's working with the social sharing right now. I don't That's, know yeah. that we've we've rolled it out yet to uh, the actual um, page for your show to get the embed. The actual embed, I'd have to go check. that. Yeah, I haven't checked either yet. Okay. That may be something that just just happened here recently, but it also may just be a little bit around the corner here. But uh but it's going to be it's going to give greater um, visibility to your episodes, which I think is the the big thing. And with that comes a little bit of uh, need for you to um, maybe use a little bit more enticing titles to your episodes, so you get people just not list you know like episode number or whatever is the only thing you have there or something. I like see that. a lot of people do that. I always yeah. wonder what the heck they're thinking, you know, yeah. because I, how are you going to find it? Yeah, exactly, and. It's kind of common sense. Just take like a, one of the 
the the more enticing topics that you cover in the show and just put it in there and just say it's best that you put in there you know like a major topic not just a little tiny comment that you made like at the end of the show or something like that make it enticing as you think about this and that's kind of what we do with this show too we create um episode titles that are that communicate what the topic of the show is going to be about. Well, I spend, I don't know about you, Rob, but when uh, you, I know you do this because you're actually the one doing all the work on that end. But for my show, I, I spend a lot of time on my titles. I mean, sometimes I'll sit there and revise. It'll take me 20 minutes just getting the right title. Yeah, and it's important to use uh, certain um, keywords, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, oh, well, I see that, too, Rob. I'm glad you mentioned that because I have seen a lot of Spreaker users uh, that I don't think are using keywords <laughs> because, I, I mean, I do it on all my shows, but I'm wondering if they're using keywords because I can go to sometimes to the Spreaker uh, search function and search a topic and it won't come up. But then I'll go to some of the podcasts that I listen to and they're speaking about, like, let's just, for example, Hillary Clinton's uh, collapse, right? When she recently collapsed on September 11th. Yeah. But th- everybody's talking about it. I'm like, well, how come it's not showing up? And I think they're just not putting in the keywords. I think that's part of it. That, that is so true. And I, I mean, a lot of podcasters kind of get confused about what to do there uh, because a lot of shows cover a lot of different topics. And it's just like, well, if you put one topic in there, then it's kind of pigeonholing you, right? I Yeah. I think a lot of podcasters have that concern and that worry, don't know quite what to do there. I just think it's important just to pick one um, that that you think will entice a listener. But it also needs to be not something that that is going to disappoint the the listener either to say, well, they didn't really talk about that, you know. Yeah, I I would not recommend uh, clickbait. Uh, yeah, exactly. Make it, and maybe that gets back to the format of the content that you're creating too, is think about that in relation to, you know, your page titles and how you prioritize the, the content that's in there. It's just like what we did with this show. You know, I think that the lead off is how to get personal in your podcast. And, and I just kind of fashioned the whole episode around um, covering similar topics to that. And that's not a bad direction to go, I think, with any episode. But it depends on what the what the show is, too. I mean, if it's a storytelling podcast or something like that, which really, if you think about it, really, Alex, and I don't know what you think about this, too, but just about every podcast is a storytelling podcast. I think it's just... Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, is it fictional or is it real or is it... I mean, every podcaster should tell stories. And it always breaks down to that. Even if you're doing an interview or something, they end up telling a story. You end up telling a story. Oh, I remember what happened to me at the, right? So absolutely. And I think storytelling is a huge plus. That's why I think actors um, and other people in the entertainment industry take to podcasting so well, because they're kind of used to that type of format. So yeah, most definitely. Actually, a really great, great example of that is a uh, live event that I was involved in putting on down in Los Angeles. I don't know if I, I think I mentioned it in the past episode, but it's called Tasty Words. If you go to, go to Spreaker and do a search for Tasty Words, that podcast is all about storytelling, the personal, very personal storytelling. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Like getting in the, the weeds and creating some emotion. And you know, I'm, I'm going to expand on that a little bit l- later in the show about uh, getting personal in your podcast. But uh, we did get another comment. Uh, Gail, thank you for the, the comment. It kind of inspired us to talk about a new feature in, in Spreaker. Thank you so much for that. And But we got another comment from Tamara uh, of the Self-Addiction Podcast. And I've got a serious question about copyright music. So this this topic keeps coming up. It really does. And And I do pop culture episodes and write about different television shows. And I've been using maybe 15 seconds or less of the show's theme song underneath the introduction. 
would this be a copyright violation? I thought it'd be okay under fair use, but I'm starting to question that. Tamara, you're in a little bit of a gray area there because you're pulling it from a piece of content, not from a music track. Uh, though I would say that you're probably, it's probably safer not to do that, um, not to play that music underneath, you know, your intro. I think you're safer not doing that. But I think that there is some clauses in the Copyright Act that do talk about using audio as part of, uh, you know, commentary or things like that. But uh, it's a problem. But it's a problem. But I think it is uh, probably violating the copyright of the music. So I think you're better off not doing it. But still talk about the TV show. It just I just wouldn't play play the music of it. Now, Rob, we is this? I think we I think we did this last not the last show you did the show by yourself last time at the the live event but I, I, maybe i'm wrong maybe this is another one about commenting but i thought we talked about this before and i kind of went off on on a rant there okay um but I, I think we did talk i think we did read this comment before but what i was going to say we? okay I, I might have i don't know maybe but we've gotten this so many times at this point but i i was thinking like just reading this as you were talking She's saying 15 seconds or less of the the show's theme song under the intro. Yeah. Like you said, that, that that's going to be an issue. And when I've had videos on YouTube and I'm talking about where I'm actually just talking to a friend or, you know, filming in a car and there's a song on the radio, the entire show is about me talking to someone else, you know, whatever. The video is all about that. But in the background, barely even audible, Rob, there was uh, this band called The Cure from the 80s. I'm sure you hear it. And I, and I got a copyright violation oh, on YouTube. Oh, well, Yeah, and yeah. I said, I was like, whoa, hold on. That was playing on in the background. I had no control over that type thing. So that could potentially happen to her. Well, and it's and, – and the YouTube platform has pretty sensitive filters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't exist on Spreaker, but – but it's it's certainly something that you should really be cautious of because I I think o- over time these these music uh, royalty agencies are looking at online uh, plays of this type of stuff more and more across um, other platforms as well and if for some reason it gets called out somehow they get notified I mean I've had this happen um, at, at Spreaker where where a show is playing playing a song and somebody you know contacts one of the their rights holders and notifies them for whatever reason and you get an email about it you know so stuff can happen you just never know when you're putting stuff out like that yeah you don't want the copyright nazis to find you on their radar and just a side note even radio stations the lpfm that i'm working with out here at long beach they've got notifications and we're only streaming at this point the tower hasn't gone up they worked it out but they said hey we noticed that you're you're streaming and they, I think they were using stream li- or yeah, streamlicensing.com that they're using now, but they went directly to sound exchange and they're going to be working out that deal. So as long as you, you know, if they, if they approach you reply, the worst thing you can do is ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, you know, it's especially, um, challenging if you're making your show available as a download. Um, that's, that's the criteria that makes it even more so. Streaming is not a permanent distribution. It's just a temporary play. Um, but the download is even a stronger violation because then it's it's um, distribution that can be recopied and distributed again, you know. Right. So it's it, it's a little bit more. But uh, but thank you, Tamara. I know if we answered that in the past and I, I, I grabbed it again, it seemed like a 
an important well, one to, to we've had it so many times this, I mean, well yeah <laughs> we could talk well, about it every show we've had yeah, a lot of comments well and it's it. it's probably important to talk about it every time and Spreaker does have a music um license that you can get for your podcast it's through the epidemic sound folks um if you go to our our plan uh, not our plans but our store page if you go to spreaker.com slash store you can actually sign up for $75 a year and get access to 30,000 music tracks that you can play um, in and around your your downloadable show or your streaming show or whatever you want to do um, uh, right there available. And, it's, and you would have global distribution rights. So if you're looking for lead-in music or um, bed music or exit music or intro music, w- whatever you want to call it, um, that that would be a great way to do that. I know more and more podcasters are starting to hear about that. And you don't even have to be on Spreaker to to use that um, because you sign up through Spreaker and then you get access to uh, search for all sorts of music and then you can sample it and then you can download it. And there's unlimited usage of the 30,000 music tracks that are available on the in in that service. So you can you can use them in any way you want to. And if you Stop paying your month, your annual subscription. It's a seventy-five dollar annual subscription. You still have a license to have that uh, music in your archives. So it would only apply. You couldn't use that music in any new productions past your subscription ex- expiration date of sorts. Right. So that's kind of clarification on on that plan. And I know many podcasters that I'm I'm aware of are starting to really look at that plan and option to create some variety in their show and add some music and and it may not be you know it's not going to be like major label music but it's going to be high high quality sound productions uh, that you can add to your show and also because you mentioned store rob because i just saw this today i like the new spreaker store the shop.spreadshirt.com slash spreaker store where you can get the t-shirts yeah. the, the hoodies the hats so i yeah. tweeted that out today i was like wow that's kind of cool i want a shirt i want a hat i want it all yeah yeah bring it on right <laughs> put it on <laughs> put it on there you go put it on yeah so so anyway i think we talked about the show playlist uh in in the sharing audio player widget thank you gail for pointing that out uh and then i was just uh, back at the Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference just this past weekend, and it was uh, it was a fun time back there. I was able to spend some time with David Jackson, who for the School of Podcasting we we took off after the the event was over and went to uh, the, visit the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia and uh, went to Liberty Hall in Philly where they signed the the U.S. Constitution. And it's the first time I've seen all that. You know, how was that? It, it was really really interesting. It's not. I that, bet. It's not that big of a building. It's right in downtown Philadelphia, but the the whole Liberty Hall thing was it's just basically a a, a room about the size, not too much bigger than my bedroom. Or, or oh, okay. They, I mean, it's it's just you know where they signed the Constitution. You know, you had um, George Washington and and um, all of the founding fathers were. That's where they did it. Was in. You think it would be this huge sweeping hall, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like pillars and. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. It's it's uh, this small place um and it took many years for that whole thing to get fully ratified and i was really 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 surprised by it. but it was really really interesting seeing the liberty bell so and then sharing that with a fellow podcaster like dave jackson who mm-hmm. also also works for lipson and and he's been podcasting since about, know, about 2005 or something like that. i didn't know jackson worked for lipson yeah he's our 
uh, was recently hired by by Lipson to oh, do, good for him. do some customer or podcaster relations for the for the company, which he does anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Does, yeah. You know, he helps podcasters all, all the time. So I was able I got some Philly cheesesteaks with uh, him back there and we walked around. It was really hot in Philadelphia back there. Is he so. from Philly? No, Where's no. Where's he located? Uh, I believe he's from Cincinnati. Oh, okay. All right. I thought maybe so, he knows where he was from. So, yeah. So, yeah. So he, it was really hot and humid. That was the same day that uh, Mrs. Clinton uh, had that collapse um, back in back, oh, on, yeah. back on 9-11, right? I did a big show about that. It's one of my more popular shows right oh, now. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. thousand view yeah. listens or something like that. So that day was pretty pretty hot and humid. So I could I could see where she might have had a had a problem. Of course, that that whole weekend it was like in the mid mid to upper 90s and like 80 90 percent humidity back there so it was pretty crazy yeah but uh well let's move on and get to our tip of the week um let's talk about taking control of your interview guests i it, this this topic kind of came up quite a bit at the mid-atlantic podcast conference and it kind of sparked some thinking on my part uh, around so let's say you get a guest for your show how do you handle that guest um and was just trying to come up with some ideas, and I know Alex, you probably have some thoughts on this too. Um, yeah. But um, do a thorough intro of your guest. I think right off of the gate, you know, not even talking about how to get guests, just what to do when that microphone recording button gets hit. Right? How do you handle that guest? And I think that's take control of the intro of the guest and do a little research on the guest too. And find out what they're, you know, listen to some of the other podcasts that they're on or whatever, and find out what their, what their shtick is, right? What they, what they always talk about in every podcast that they do, and kind of take that away from them. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and one of the reasons that you do that is so you get them to talk about things that they don't usually talk about in other podcasts. So that's a great idea. So you kind of take their punchline away. It's not like it doesn't get shared with the audience. It's just that you, the host of the show, shares that with the audience for them. So they, <laughs> so, I like that. So when they start talking, you prompt them to start talking about something new. Yeah, that's a great idea, Rob. I never even thought of that, to be yeah. honest with you. It's a little bit of a psychological game that you're doing with your guests to, to kind of inspire them. But, but it does require you to do a little bit of research. So I have to give us some credit. One of the, the speakers at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference kind of shared that idea right of how to kind of make sure that you have original interview content yeah i think that's a great idea i never even really thought of it that way because everyone i think will go for the traditional questions that they think they're going to want to be asked right sometimes they're there to promote a book or something like that so you got to do those questions but i think you're right i mean why would i listen and a lot of these guys are doing tons if they got a book they're doing the, the circuit right so if you've got somebody that's already probably spoken about this why do they want to hear it again with you? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a great idea. Well, that and and don't let the guest introduce himself. I think that's the real rub because once you start going down that path, uh, that's like giving that guest a blank check, right? <laughs> right. You can yeah. you can you can fill that check out for a million dollars if you want. Um, it, and and you need to as a host, you need to be a little bit more in control of of the uh, of the content flow that happens there because he can elaborate and he can go off in the different directions and he can talk about his book and he can talk about his speaking engagements and he can talk about all these things that are really may turn off your your audience right they don't necessarily want to hear that so p- 
put all your valuable content up front. Get them to to talk about something else, right? That they want to talk about. It's not like I'm trying to get them to talk about X when they are there to talk about Y. But just a different yeah. angle on it, you know, yeah, just exactly. getting a different angle and a different perspective than the, the normal talking points. And I've had – I've done interviews where I, I can tell that they kind of have a – I don't want to say a script, right? But I've done – and it's only – it's happened actually once that I can think of and I've done a few interviews. But where I, I can tell when I'm asking a question, they already have a canned response. And I think sometimes it comes through on the show. I mean I noticed it, so I'm sure my listeners noticed it. Yeah, they also get a little bit – into the weeds with that guest too. I mean, ask them some personal contextual questions of, you know, about things that maybe weren't asked on another, another show, but it does, like I said, it does take some research. So you know what buttons to push and what buttons not to push. And then go ahead and create a questions outline. Uh, but, but be adventurous with that. Don't, don't feel like you have to stick to that question outline. I mean, a lot of guests will send you a, a list of questions that they would like to be asked, right? Or some hosts will send questions that they will likely ask to the guest. That stuff can happen. But what I find with my own interviews over the many years that I've done podcast conversations like this is that you 90% of the time you don't stick to your outline. Things, right. things go off in a different direction and you should just go with that. And it also requires you to listen. I mean, a lot of podcast hosts that do interviews, they don't really listen to the guests that well because they're always thinking about what the next question they're going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I've noticed that too, where I, I've had, I've listened to some where they've asked the same question almost twice and to different wording. <laughs> you're yeah, like, exactly. you just answered that. You're going to make them go through it again. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, that's difficult for new podcasters to understand how to mentally do that, where you're, you're basically, you're having a conversation. You're not just punching a bunch of questions at somebody that can be a challenging one to that gets back to the, what we talked about earlier about confidence and really understanding that the, the audience is there to learn something new and, and get your guests to tell stories. So if they tell you something and you can kind of sense that there, there's a story behind that, uh, seed that kind of say, well, can you tell us more about that? Can you tell us if it sounds like it's interesting and if it sounds like that your audience might, connect with that. Maybe it's an emotional story. Maybe it's a connection that maybe draws an example to what your guest is trying to, to, to tell at a deeper level. Any yeah. other thoughts on that, Alex? No, I think that's right on. I really, I just I don't mean to keep going back to it, but I really like the idea of, um, going off script, I guess is the best way to put it, but getting as much information as you said, it's very easy to do right now with websites and they'll probably send you a bio or, a, you know, the information on their book cover, things like that. But finding those, because I mean, if you think about the really great interviewers and I'm not even a huge fan of him, but Howard Stern, I, I have to give him credit because he's great at interviewing. And it's almost like when, when the person's, I don't care who they are, when they sit down, he'll pull out questions. It's, it's almost like they've been friends for 30 years. And, and sometimes it's the first time they met. And so he obviously he has his people do a ton of research and show prep before he gets them in there. So he knows, you know, where to go with the questions. But, you know, he'll digress very deeply into people's personal lives. And I know we're going to get into that later, but that's a good tip, too. Right. Just listening to people who do interviews well. And there's there's some people that are just experts at interviews. I don't even like Howard Stern. But when he interviews someone that I find interesting, I think he's fascinating. Well, yeah. And I think I mean, a lot of this gets back to to poking on hot buttons too. I mean, you look at um, 
like a Mark Marin, and I think he's a he's a master at this. And, and Aisha Tyler is another one. Yeah, she's great. Um, that really hones in on um, kind of like frailties that creates these uh, self depreciating moments. Mm. And a lot of podcasts, a lot of a lot of successful podcast hosts also do a lot of self depreciating stuff. If you really listen to them, and a lot of times when you're listening to these guys, they're they're so smooth and fluid about it that they don't really you don't really realize what they're doing because it, it just feels so natural and feels authentic and, and and original for them to to talk and communicate like, like they do. But but oftentimes these these conversations are very probing and very kind of in your face and very like uh, questioning. And they can be a little uncomfortable yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's part of what's going on there is you're trying to create a little tension and you're trying to create create some emotions that will hopefully connect with an audience. It can go horribly wrong, but it can also go horribly yeah. good. So you, it, it's a masterful thing to try and walk those lines. Anyway, it's, a, it's a high wire act like every interview. <laughs> it is. It is, definitely. And so the... The main topic of the show this week, uh, let's let's jump into this, is how to get personal in your podcast. And I think we've been getting personal in this podcast quite a bit um, up to this point too. So, you know, yeah. taking taking control of your your guest is uh, is about taking control of the personal experience involved in that guest. And I think um, creating an emotional reaction, I think, is the key thing to to think about. You know. Unfortunately, extremes tend to play well. I think that, you know, I mean, a really good example, I, I believe, in the world right now is uh, what's happening in the world of politics. Um, I think why there's so much attention around a, a candidate like Donald Trump is is because he he creates a, a very quick and reactive emotions in people. And so he's a he's a master at it. Yeah. So and and I'm not here to advocate taking extreme positions on things, but. I, I think that that oftentimes works. You know, the danger that you you risk is you alienate half of your audience, which oftentimes political podcasts do, right? <laughs> oh, I know I have. And, you know, some of my, but I will say this on the flip side of that coin, a lot of my more controversial shows where I'm like, wow, like, I don't know how that's going to play are some of the best in numbers. And I can look at some of the comments even where people are like, hey, you shouldn't, I'll never forget this comment because it just happened, I don't know, a couple of months ago. But it was a comment where someone said to me, you shouldn't yell at your audience, Alex. And oh, why the heck not? <laughs> and I said, and I, and I said to myself, I said, well, I wasn't yelling at my audience. I was yelling to make a point. But I understand what she said. And I, I think we talked about this before. Or I mentioned it to you offline, but I'll say it now. I, I heard a famous radio talk show host say that, it, you know, he tries not to yell on the air, but he can't help himself. And he does yell quite a bit on the air. Yeah. I'll, I'll say his name, yeah. Michael Savage. Yeah. But. Savage says that, you know, I try not to because women have told me they won't listen to me because I yell. And I found out that it's because, they, you know, it reminds them of being berated by a father or an authority figure or something. Sure. So I take that into consideration when I kind of do, you know, when I blow my stack. And it doesn't happen often, but sometimes I'm reading an article or taking a position and I feel like the I'm not emphasizing it enough. And so I may start I have a boombastic personality and voice as it is. But I may kick it up a notch. But like you said, you got to be careful because I've had some comments like that, just kind of like, hey, stop yelling at your audience to others where they're like, listen, I listened and I'm, I'm no longer a listener. I, I unsubscribed. So you got to you got to be careful. I, I get those. I get I don't want to say hate mail, but some constructive criticism that's made me, you know, be a little more leery about uh, being 
way too over the top, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, um, Alex, it's safe to say that uh, I don't think anybody would have said that your communication style or your podcast is boring. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't get that. I, I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, heard that. Well, I don't know that, that listeners will actually send a, an email to you. You're boring. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. believe me, they've said much worse. Yeah, but, well, I was going to say, yeah. No, well, it's it's probably extremes on both ends. You, I mean, you're not exciting enough for your... But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I listen, I don't want to scare anybody. They're like, oh, God, I don't want to do a podcast and make all these comments. But listen, I also get really positive and wonderful comments and people send me tips and information. So it goes both ways. Oh, sure. And, and uh, you know, they've done studies and affirmation has 10 times better effect than a negative comment. So I, I look at it that way. If I get one comment, I just relish it that, you know, if it's a good one, I oh, what a great comment. I'll write it down on a piece of paper and look at it for a day. And all the hate mail, I don't even look at. I, del- I don't delete them. I let them sit on my page, but I, I, I don't respond. I, I just don't argue with people in comments anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that we've kind of reached a point in our discourse in this country where there's way too much more negative than positive. Absolutely, brother. You said it, Rob. Yeah. So, and the reality is people pay attention to negative more than they pay attention to positive, typically. You know how it was explained to me? I'm glad you mentioned that. So if anyone else is wondering out there, why, you know, why is that, right? And this is how it was, it was explained to me by one of these motivational guys I listen to. If you're walking down the street, right, Rob, and there's a newspaper headline that says, sun is shining, everyone's peaceful, the world is perfect, you just walk right on by the newsstand. You don't, there's no need to pick it up, right? Oh, things are great. But if you see, you know, impending pandemic flu about this, you go, Jesus, what? And you go and pick up the article, right? You pick up the paper. So I, I understand it. If it bleeds, it leads, as they say in television, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, television. But I, I, I think you're right. Anytime I can do a show that's positive and I just actually I'm doing a show, you know, for the radio station on Friday. I already have a lot of my show prep laid out and I want to end it on a positive note because a lot of the stuff I'm talking about in the news here in Long Beach is actually pretty negative. So, yeah, yeah there's got to be a balance somewhere. Yeah, it's like uh, people don't uh, pay attention as much to, you know, sunny, shiny things than the impending doom of the earth. It's just what people gravitate towards. It's, it's why there's ambulance chasers and people that, uh, like to watch, uh, NASCAR because they're always waiting for the crash to happen, you know? Well, I'll give you an example on sept because you mentioned September 11th. I, I woke up to the whole Hillary collapsing deal, right? Yeah. So I, Hillary can be a very polarizing figure. So can Trump. But I did a show and I went in and I wondered, I said, I don't know how this is going to play, but I did it on, like I said, September 11th, three days ago now. I said, well, we'll see how it does. Well, I just looked the other day. I've got 908 listens on that one episode from three days ago. And then, you know, my YouTube channel. Yeah, this picks up the YouTube numbers, but it's a thousand something. So this maybe just hasn't updated. So over a thousand plays in a few days. I'm glad I did the show. You know what I mean, Rob? But sometimes yeah. you, you'll, you'll say, I don't know if I should, this might turn people off. People think it's a conspiracy theory about her collapsing. And this was actually before um, even more stuff has come out since. Yeah. Uh, but so sometimes, sometimes the controversy, uh, controversial stuff works. Um, but you got to be careful. I wouldn't shy away from it because that my show very controversial. I've had people, I told you on the radio station that said, I don't want to be involved if Alex Exum's involved. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. He's boombastic. He, he, he's too much. And then the other, he had, the president got a bunch of other comments. He's the greatest thing I ever heard. I haven't heard him say stuff like that. I, I, I hope we hear more. So it, it goes both ways. It yeah, goes both sure. Ways. But people are listening. <laughs> That's what I care about That's the most. Right. <laughs> That's 
right. And we probably mentioned this before too, but uh, speak to a person. An individual, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and use the, the terms you, your, and and your. It's really important because um, people like to be spoken to, not you know, spoken around. Spoken around, absolutely. And you know, one little trick that I learned, Rob, because I had to train myself to do that after listening to Valerie Geller's work. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go through and I try to use you, as you said, but after I get to the end of what I'm trying to, you know, like, so Hillary collapse, I don't know. She might have one foot in the grave. I always try to say like, when I get to that point, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. And, and just a, what do you think? You know, just because it sounds like you're now having a conversation with someone in the room rather than, you know, good morning, Long Beach, you know, yeah. <laughs> like has been so typical on broadcast radio over the years is that they they're broadcasting to the masses. So that's, yeah. how they, that's how they think about, the, you know, and that's one of the reasons that radio, I believe, is um, is going down is because people gravitate towards things that are authentic these days or or no, absolutely. have a perception of being authentic anyway. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you said that. I don't want to keep going on and talk about my show, but I will say that is one of the comments that I get from the people who like it. They say that I, I really think you believe what you're saying, even if they don't agree with me, yeah. but that I'm passionate about it and you know, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to say what I believe. And I think that is the problem, not only with radio, but cable television. Cable news is – the numbers are abysmal. Yeah. Nobody's watching anymore because they know it's all spin and fluff, Rob. Well, the audience for those shows is literally dying. True. You're right. I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Not, not to laugh. But you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. They're getting older. They're getting older. And there's only – look, the Bill O'Reilly's uh, you know, out there and the, the Sean Hannity's, uh, they're getting older as well, right? So I, uh, their perspective may be for a very – Small demographic, as you said, that's dying off. I, I think when it, I'm, I'm not picking on Bill O'Reilly. Or there's you name them. You know, you can name yeah. it CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whoever. The credibility is just in the toilet for these organizations. And you can go look at the numbers. You can, I mean, like some of the top shows now on CNN and MSNBC will get like three hundred thousand viewers. Rob, I know yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, a guy like Joe Rogan can Pod- do a podcast. Yeah, that's what and I was going to say. Podcasts are much bigger than that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So, and also, as far as getting personal in your podcast, is tell tell stories, have some fun, make it interesting, create an emotional connection, and, and I think that, and we've talked about that many times in this episode today, but I, I think that's key to making it personal for your listener and for you. I've seen um, a couple of documentaries that have been made that actually have been played at a couple of these conferences. There's one called The Messenger, and then th- there was one that was done from a from a comedian down in Los Angeles. It's like a film, basically, okay. about podcasting. And so they tell stories of challenging experiences that podcasters have gone through in their own lives, and then and then that translates into helping others um, going through challenging times in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. So those comedians which typically comedians are pretty i guess a challenged in a lot of ways um <laughs> you know emotionally they have you know drinking problems or drug problems or a lot of them suffer from depression yeah and a lot of them suffer from depression and and oftentimes they'll they'll talk about those things and they'll tell stories about their their, their own experiences and that connects with listeners because those listeners are having those common experiences as well. Well, and it makes you real. I mean, we're yeah. not just like sitting here up on a mountain talking down to the people, you know, to the peasants. I mean, we all have problems. We all go yeah. through drama. And I think that makes you, you know, more 
personable to, to your audience. They feel like they know you. They know you at a much person, much more personal level. And one other thing before, you know, I don't, we go, we move on. I would say name names. A lot of people think about that. And I, I struggled with that in the beginning. Should I say, you know, I'm talking about a crazy night that I had with a friend. Should I mention their name? Should I mention the name of, you know, your dog or your cat? Yes. Name names, because it makes it more personable. If you have to use a pseudonym, fine. If you feel like it's something a little controversial, you don't want to, you know, put them on blast. But I would use names because some of the podcasts and radio shows that I listen to, they'll talk about the one of the guys out here, Bill Handel and KFI. KFI is like the biggest yeah. uh, radio show here in L.A., station rather in L.A., and Bill has the most popular morning show in the country. So he's doing something right, and he'll talk about Marjorie, his wife. He'll talk about the kids, his friend. So he'll name names, and you feel like you know him. So when he says, oh, Marjorie, you go, oh, what, what are we going to find out about Marjorie today? So <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. It's all just telling stories. Yeah. It's just life. Yeah, yeah. it's life. Yeah. It's life. It's just life, and people love to tell stories and listen to stories. It's fascinating. It is. Up to a point. Though I've been around people that tell too many stories, and it can be a little oversaturated. Oh, and uh, yeah, not the minutia of your life. Like, you know, the barista yeah. was, was mean to me today, and, you know, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> My cat is suffering. Yeah. Well, that that we care about. I yeah. think that, that, I think that, you see, because people deal with that. People deal with their pets dying, or the, 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 the dog's too sick, you, you can't afford the vet, or, you know, the cat's got something, you don't know what it is, and yeah, I mean, that, that to me, I would bring up. I'm actually going through that right now i know rum a 22 year old um kitten that's been part of the family for many years is kind of at the tail end of his life right now so we're kind of struggling yeah. to get him fed every day here what's the cat's name sigh sigh okay well i'm sorry to hear that man i know how devastating that can be yeah it's a it's definitely a challenging time for everyone involved and you know especially him but did you have any more pets we do have another cat yeah okay ah, the cat will be lonely well of course yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it works out. Life takes its course, as they say, right? Well, well, you'll have to give us an update. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you have to give us an yeah. update. So, well, Alex, thanks for doing the show again. Thank you, Rob. Uh, it was great to have you on. Great Good to show. Have, great to have you listening to us today, being a part of the Spreaker Live show uh, team here. Uh, you're at the other end of the of the microphone here, and we recognize you and appreciate you being there. So thank you so much, and we definitely want to hear from you. Send me an email to rob at com, and we will talk about your comments and thoughts, and, and I'll also reply to your email too. So have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Rob. And come back and check out the Spreaker Live show next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on this Spreaker Live Show at SpreakerLiveShow.com. Thanks so much.